Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before I start the show, I would like to remind everybody that Chip and I are giving away $200 in Amazon gift cards, $200 total. We're going to give away four $50 Amazon gift cards. This is for people who just need a little bit of extra help in the community or if you are a creator, and I don't really care what you're creating, if you're a creator and $50 would help you buy something like a microphone or paintbrushes or whatever you're doing, then please, for the love of bananas, email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com so I can give you $50. I can't take any credit for this simply because this was all Chip's idea. He's like, hey, I want to give you $100. I want you to give it away on the show. And I was like, awesome, let's do that. I'm going to throw another $100 on top of that so that we can really make a bigger impact. And he was like, awesome, let's do it. And so far, I have not received any emails. So if you would like that $50 gift card, just email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918-Digital, and I will get it out to you as soon as humanly possible. And let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and <laughs> I'm recording on a Monday. As many of you know, I have a family, and I have a job, and sometimes between the two, uh, even though I'd really like to record on Fridays, I'm just not able to because either work or because of family stuff that's going on. And if I can't record on Friday, I usually try to get it on a Saturday or Sunday, unfortunately, Sometimes that doesn't work, so the latest I like to leave it is a Monday. So, yeah, I am recording on a Monday because there was lots of work and family things to get done this week. Plus, I'm getting all my taxes organized so that I can get my taxes done, which uh, in the United States sucks. I'm not going to lie. It is an awful process, and it's not fun at all. Uh, Yeah, but good news. Uh, We're going to start right into the news here in just a second. I do want to mention real quick, I'm going to be on the DTNS podcast, the Daily Tech News Show podcast, on the 9th, which is Friday. So this podcast will I'll air a pre-recorded interview I did with Sierra and Brad about their trip to Texas and the snowstorm and kind of how to survive that as a Tesla owner. But also, I'm going to be on the Daily Tech News Show roundtable, not the actual show itself, but the roundtable. And we're going to talk about EVs and Tesla, of course. So that should be exciting and fun. I'm looking forward to doing that. So let's get right into the news here. Electra Mechanica, 
think I'd say that right. They are going to build their three-wheeled EV called the Solo in Mesa, Arizona, not too far from where I live. It'll create about 500 jobs, and it's expected that they are going to build about 20,000 Solos a year there. Not a whole lot, but it, and honestly, I don't know how many people are looking to buy a three-wheeled single-person car. So 20,000 is probably a, a good number. It might be actually be a little high, if I'm being honest with you. Last week, we talked about Lordstown Motors, and I mentioned that I thought it was a little soon after you know their first road test, which resulted in a fire, for them to start building, building their betas for the endurance pickup truck. We now know that Lordstown has produced two of the 57 planned beta vehicles for the endurance. So, I mean, it's a start, and hopefully these vehicles will have better luck than the first one did, for sure, the alpha version. The 2021 Audi e-tron is getting a little range boost and a pretty good price cut. The e-tron boosted its range by about 18 miles to 222 miles, and it now starts at under $60,000, which is around a $7,000 price cut on the vehicle. Now, at $60,000, this car can still, it's still not over 250 mile range. It's a start, you know, where we're at. But 222 miles is a far cry from the 300 that you can get on the Model Y. Now, I'm not trying to tear down the e-tron because I think that e-tron is actually a good vehicle. However, if you're going to pay $60,000 for a vehicle and there's a vehicle in the similar class and it can go 300 miles, your vehicle, Audi, should be somewhere competitive with that. And 222 miles is absolutely not competitive with the Model 3 performance, which costs $60,000. Moving on, it looks like the VW ID Buzz Microbus. I'm not sure about the, the naming conventions that the VW is doing the ID for the ID Buzz, the ID Cross, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, it looks like that vehicle is going to start at less than fifty thousand dollars, and we'll know for sure in 2023. But I am really out of all of the vehicles that VW is building right now. I am most looking forward to seeing what they do with the microbus because when I was a kid, I wanted a microbus so bad when I turned sixteen. And I'm sure I'm not alone on this, but this vehicle in particular, the microbus, it brings up a lot of like positive feelings. Like I had a lot of older adults that had this vehicle. It was a ton of fun to drive around in. I've gone camping in these vehicles. So I'm really looking forward to 2023 when these things are released. VW factories in Europe are powered 80 to 95% with renewable energy. And in China, it's 76 to 91% renewable energy. So that's pretty cool. No word on the North American factories what that percentage is, but I'm sure there's some renewable energy there for sure. And one final note with the VW News, VW USA delivered 474 ID4s in March. Not a huge number, but the vehicle recently just came out. So we'll see what April and May look like. And honestly, I think the ID4 looks like a pretty good car. I, I know that they've had a lot of problems with their software And I know that they're getting some nitpicky type reviews, but let's all remember that this is effectively their second EV in this, based off of this platform, the the ID3 and the ID4. So let's give VW some time to work these things out. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration here in the United States is recommending that Hyundai EV Kona owners park their vehicles far away from 
their home, preferably in some sort of isolated place. So we've talked about Hyundai recalling the Kona EV batteries and the controller for the battery several times because of fire. It looks like Hyundai will replace about 44,696 battery packs here in the United States. And then goodness knows only probably about the same amount in Canada. But if you live in the United States, park that vehicle far away from anything else that can catch on fire, apparently, according to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. Rivian is taking a Tesla-like approach to service. You can schedule service through the app. Mobile service vans will come to where you are, whether you're at work or home or whatever, to, to fix your vehicle if they can. They're going to own and operate service centers, about 40 between U.S. and Canada, which doesn't really seem like enough, but it's a start for now. And then they'll offer remote diagnostics for the vehicle, which is pretty much what Tesla does. So pretty cool for Rivian to start doing that as well. Lucid and Rivian are also, <laughs> they're being sued by the Illinois Car Dealer Association. That was much harder for me to say. <laughs> this is like the sixth take, and I've kind of got it right even. Anyway, this is all about direct sales to consumers with EVs. Tesla and the state of Illinois agreed not that long ago to let Tesla own no more than 13 dealer licenses in the state of Illinois. So Tesla can only have 13 stores, apparently. I'm pretty sure over time, Lucid and Rivian will come to a similar agreement. But yeah, it's it's pretty silly at this point that these dealership associations, they keep losing lawsuits at the state level. So it's pretty silly that, that, that they continue going after these companies. But, you know, what are you going to do? Honestly... It's silly. The reason why we have dealerships in the first place was because the car car manufacturers had too much power and it became necessary to take some of that power away. And that's why we got dealerships kind of this, like the same thing with movie theaters. Right. And then now dealerships have like, if you, I don't know anybody out there that doesn't go to the dealership and thinks like honestly thinks that they got the best deal they could. They may feel for a couple of days that they got a good deal. And then you go and you talk to somebody else who went to the same dealership and bought the car a month earlier than you, and they paid $5,000 less. Dealerships are not here to be customer friendly. They are not here to be your buddy, your pal. They are there to make money. They, they might have good people in there, but there are plenty of uh, shady dealerships out there for sure. So uh, for them to continue bringing up these kind of lawsuits and continue to lose, I mean, I just don't see where it's beneficial for them, honestly. And, and when you look at the Lucid vehicles, although Lucid did make an, uh, a statement that they're going to build a $25,000 vehicle, but when you look at Lucid's vehicles, those things are so stinking expensive. Lucid's not going to sell a lot of cars in Illinois, simply for the fact that those cars are priced for a very small percentage of the population to own. They're really expensive. Even at $60,000, it's a pretty expensive vehicle. Speaking of Lucid Motors and really expensive vehicles, the Lucid Air Dream Edition, which is the Founders Edition, they have sold out of all of them, which apparently was $500. Um, but $500 times $169,000, which is what that bad boy costs, that's $84,500,000, so not too bad uh, for just producing 500 vehicles. 
And then also I posted on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. I posted a video of the Lucid uh, Amp 1 factory general assembly of the Lucid Air Dream Edition. So it's, it's a pretty cool video. It is a beautiful car. My goodness. The Biden administration has proposed a $174 billion investment into EV infrastructure and the market in general in the United States. This bill is proposed to help bolster raw materials for EVs because right now a lot of the raw materials are not harvested here in the United States. And in some cases, they are mined in places that are not friendly to the United States at all. So kind of shoring up that raw materials, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Supply line? Supply chain. There we go. Securing that supply chain is really important for American companies that are building these EVs, obviously. And then retooling current factories to kind of help compete internationally with uh, other EV makers. Training the workforce, um, 500,000 EV chargers in the United States by 2030, electrify 20% of, of school buses, and replace about 50,000 diesel transit vehicles with, it didn't really say specific like EV uh, fuel vehicles, so I'm going to just say alternative fuel vehicles at this point. I, I didn't get a good idea of what they were specifically talking about on that. Up next, we have BAK Battery, a Chinese battery manufacturer. They're going to start to build a limited production of the 4680 battery cell. And as many of you know, the 4680 battery cell is what they announced on battery day. And it will supply, you know, the the Cybertruck and the Tesla Semi at this point. I doubt that BAK is going to be building this for Tesla because as far as I know, they don't have a contract with Tesla. I feel like this is going to go to other auto manufacturers. But in any case, it's cool to see other companies jumping into the 4680 battery cell market. It only makes that technology better for us. All right, I want to take a quick break from the news, and I want to thank our Patreon supporters. You can go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com, and you can sign up. There's one tier that is a dollar. You get one dollar, and that is it. And for that dollar, you get a thank you note handwritten from me. You get a couple of buttons and a couple of stickers at this point. And the buttons and the sticker, they're OG. They have the original kilowatt logo on them. And then also you get access to the Patreon Slack and you get access to the Patreon exclusive content that I do twice a month, but it's the new month. So I want to take the time to thank our Patreon supporters. And I'm going to start with the very first Patreon supporters and I'll work my way down here. First, James from Canada, Mark from the UK, Nate, Cameron, Don, Dale, Ian, Chris, John, Chip, Karen, Ryan, Vanilla Wafer, still makes me giggle, Adam, Tomasu, and Rolando, oh, and I cannot forget Elon Muskie, our newest Patreon supporter. Everybody, thank you so much for supporting the show. We are getting to a point where, when I say we, I mean the royal we, where this show could probably start taking on advertisers. And I've had a couple of of interested parties ask me if I wanted to advertise their product. And in some cases, and I'm it's only a couple, like a handful, 
But in some cases, it's like the product's not right for the show. And then in other cases, I don't really like what they're doing. So I politely decline. Um, and there's, you know, been one, maybe two over the years where I was like, that's, that seems like it's just going to be a headache. But here's why this is important when it comes to the Patreon supporters. I've always said that I don't want to make my money from the folks supporting me on Patreon. At some point, I would like to have advertisers, and that's how I want to like fully fund this show. Like, If it really starts making a lot of money, it's going to be through the advertisers, not through the patrons, not off of your guys' back. If you want to support the show and get those cool things, that's awesome. However, at some point, you're going to start hearing ads in the feed, in the normal feed. Patreon supporters, however, you, for $1, you get no ads. So you are completely 100% ad-free. So I just want to let everybody know that's coming. I don't know if it's going to happen in 2021 or 2022, but it's going to happen. But I don't want to do it unless I can do it right. And we need the right number of listeners and I need the right advertisers before I'm comfortable doing it. Cause I'm just not going to swill garbage to you guys. Cause that's not beneficial to me and it's not beneficial to you. And I'll start losing all the credibility that I've built up over the last four years. And I really don't want to do that. All right. That is enough of that. Thank you for indulging me. Go to supportkilowatt.com or patreon.com forward slash kilowatt and and just take a look and there's a bunch of free stuff up there too that you can look at that you can just peruse and not even be a patron supporter let's talk about some tesla news according to the national labor relations board they ruled that tesla violated labor laws by firing a union supporter and treating other employees engaged engaged in unionization efforts Unfairly, that's not a laughing matter, but I, I'm having a heck of a time getting words out that make sense today, so sorry about that. Anyway, in this whole kerfuffle with the anti-union, um, I guess, violations, there was a tweet that was mentioned, and this is an, a tweet from Elon, obviously, from May 21st, 2018, and this is the tweet. Nothing stopping Tesla team at our car plant from voting union. Could do it tomorrow if they wanted, but why pay union dues and give up stock options for nothing? Our safety record is 2x better than the plant when it was UAW, and everybody already gets health care. So we've kind of talked about this before. Everybody knows, or you should know, if you've listened to me at any point in time, I am pro-union within reason like unions with too much power can overstep their bounds just like businesses with too much power governments with too much power can overstep their bounds so i'm not uh i'm not a blind supporter of unions but in general i think unions is a, are a really good thing okay and it is in general i'm almost always going to side with the worker unless for some reason there's an obvious uh something obvious that the worker did that was not right right but anyway, back to this tweet. It always seemed to me like it was a, a kind of a veiled threat. If te Tesla workers unionized, Tesla doesn't have to stop giving out stock options to employees. They can choose to stop giving out stock options to employees in order to punish, and punish them for voting to unionize. But they don't have to stop. Like I, let, I think a lot of car companies, 
are union and they also grant stock options to their employees. So they don't have to do that. And at the basic level, the reasons to unionize are the following. We're talking wage, which includes pay, retirement benefits, hours, like how many hours you're working, and then also working conditions. So that's keeping the employee safe, giving them the tools that they need to do the job. Now, at one point in time, Tesla was getting hammered on their treatment of their employees. Like people were getting hurt and they were getting told to just go back to work and they were being told, you know, you're healed, go back to work when they weren't healed, that kind of thing. And it was causing more problems. So it does seem on the outside that Tesla has made a lot of improvements in this regard. But you know what they did? One of the things that they did was they formed a committee of the workers to sit down with the human resources folks. And they hired somebody that was, you know, good at workplace ergonomic types things. And they sat down and they came up with a plan, but they sat down with the employees, which is the same thing you would do if you were in a union. Again, I'm not saying everything the union does uh, is perfect because there's some problems, but in general, that is why you would unionize. And then also during this time and a little bit before that, Elon kept saying the stock price was too high, which was causing the, the, the stock price to fluctuate wildly. Tesla was having production issues with the Model 3. They were rumored to be on the verge of bankruptcy. And then Elon, from what seemed like from the outside, you know, just looking in, had some very unhinged moments, like the 420 tweet, like calling uh, one of the Thai uh, cave rescuers a pedophile, that kind of thing. Like, this was doing nothing positive for the stock that he was touting that his employees had. Now, right now, the stock is fantastic. But then it wasn't in such a great place for him to tweet that. It was a little tone deaf as far as I'm concerned, because if you make $20 an hour, for instance, and I don't know how much they make up there, but I think it's somewhere around 20 to start. If you make $20 an hour and you can't afford a house in the Bay Area and your stock options are effectively worthless, that doesn't help you out in any way, shape, or form. And when the CEO of the company is getting in trouble with the SEC for statements that he's making on Twitter, that does not help those employees out in any way, shape, or form. Right now, the folks that stuck around and they have vested stock and, you know, when it hit $2,000, hopefully all of those people made a mint. But to bring it back around to the actual topic at hand, the National Labor Relations Board found that Tesla violated some labor laws. So going forward, hopefully this helps not only improve relationships between employees, but maybe it'll open up another dialogue between folks who want to unionize and the company itself. Moving on to some happier news. Tesla is building a huge 62-stall charging station in Santa Monica, California, complete with solar canopies and a 1950s-style diner, hopefully, with like roller skates and rock and roll and movie clips, that kind of cool stuff. And this makes a lot of sense. Now, the diner, I don't think, has been 100% approved by the Santa Monica City Council yet. But if they're able to do this, this makes so much sense. First of all, it takes a little bit extra time to actually, you know, charge your car. But when we look back in history, one of the romantic themes that you see in movies and books and even comic books and stuff like that throughout, you know, pop culture, the 50s and 60s, that was a time 
for car culture. And to have something that harkens back to the ultimate of car culture, which is a diner and, and folks on roller skates delivering food and the rock and roll and stuff, that is just, it's a very romantic theme for me. And like where I work occasionally, right outside the fire station, they'll have these cruises, right? So all these classic car groups will get together and they'll just kind of just cruise the main drag around where I work, right? It's actually really cool. And all the people are super cool out there. We'll go out and mingle with them every now and again, pre-COVID. And then there's Tesla meetups all the time where people go and just kind of hang out and talk Tesla and they have a lot of things in common and they just kind of chill. So this, this makes a whole lot of sense to me. Tesla increased the price of solar roof. If you wanted to buy a solar roof in 2020, you were looking at about $54,966 for a 3,947 square foot roof with a 12.3 kilowatt system. Now, you're looking at a price anywhere between $79,038 nine hundred and thirty eight dollars and a hundred thousand six hundred and twenty one dollars for the same roof i've priced out the solar roof several times i have leased solar panels on my house and at some point the 20-year lease is going to be up we're probably not going to buy them because why would we buy them they're 20 years old and there's way better technology out there um So my roof is, according to Tesla, 3,894 square feet. That is not the size of my house. That is the size of my roof, Uh, just so you know. Uh, That would have cost me, in 2020, around $49,000. I didn't have the exact figure. I couldn't find it, but it was right around that number. Now, for that same system, 8.7 kilowatt system, and I have about a 9 kilowatt system now, that would have cost $72,000. Two hundred thirty-three dollars. Not would have. That will cost seventy-two thousand two hundred thirty-three dollars without power walls. Now, if I wanted to add power walls to this, which I would, that would be eighty-nine thousand twenty-one dollars for two power walls. Now, this is all without incentives because incentives change from state to state. But pretty. That's a pretty significant amount of money. So when you just look at Adding solar panels, not the solar roof, but solar panels onto my roof, same system, similar size and everything, you're looking at $16,400 for the panels, no incentives, or $33,400 for the panels and the two power walls. So I know, I mean, for me, I'm going to go with the same system, less money approach. Um, There's no advantage to having the solar roof other than it looks really cool, but you know, $89,000 is a little out of my budget. Moving on, Elon is spreading his money around Texas. He's donating $20 million to the Cameron County School District and then $10 million to the city of Brownsville for downtown renovation or revitalization, I should say. This is something that I think is important for Tesla and Elon to do because they are really relying on Tesla to be friendly, or Texas, excuse me, to be friendly to Tesla and SpaceX. So while I think that Elon does these things uh, because he's a generous person, I do think Elon is a very generous person and he does want to help. It also doesn't hurt that the next city council meeting, 
they can bring up that the revitalization of the downtown area of Brownsville was largely due to Elon's $10 million donation. So, you know, I mean, (laughs) it always helps. City council members look at that stuff and they remember it for sure. Let's talk about Apple for a second. And we're not going to talk about the Apple car. We're actually going to talk about renewable energy and Apple. Apple has prioritized the use of renewable energy for quite some time. If you look at the Apple campus, it's got you know solar panels all the way around it. Uh, even the little building next door, I've been to that uh, little uh, store next to the uh, app, next to the Apple campus in Cupertino that has solar panels. They have some big solar farm that near Monterey that feeds back into Apple somehow. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but anyway, they've been big on the use of renewable energy. There, uh, I can't remember what her title is, but Lisa Jackson at Apple, she's a big fan of renewable energy and creating less garbage and less waste. And she's, if you ever get a chance to listen to her, I would highly suggest listening to an interview with her. She's great. Anyway, they're going to build a battery storage farm in Northern California, and they're going to buy the battery storage from Tesla. So this project will support a large solar farm in Northern California, and then somehow that energy will be used to supply power to Apple buildings. I don't know. I I highly doubt that this energy goes directly to Apple. They probably get some sort of like credit for it because not all of that, like they can't just reroute the power, the solar power that's in Northern California to their store in Phoenix, Arizona. That doesn't work. So I'm sure they get some sort of credit, but basically they can offset this with this big solar farm and and battery uh, installation. Good news for Tesla owners in colder climates. You can now use your Tesla app to melt the snow off your car before you leave the comfort of the indoors, which is huge. I I would imagine that it is still cold in places around the world because right now in Phoenix, it's around 100 degrees. We're we're pushing that April 100 degree weather, which is awesome. And if you think that uh, that's not sarcasm, it is awful sarcasm. I had to go do fire training the other day and it was awful. Not awful training. The training was fine. Just standing there in full turnouts with a uh, uh, air pack on in the 100 degree heat was not fun. Once we started working, it was fine. You forget about it being hot outside, but just standing there and waiting sucks. Anyway, according to one Tesla owner, it took about five minutes to melt the snow off his Model 3 and the temperature outside was minus 34 degrees Celsius, which is minus 29.2 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's a pretty cool feature if you live in the in the cooler climates. I would imagine if you live in the hotter climates, you could also pre-cool your car so you can get in. It's nice and comfortable as well. Morgan Stanley is feeling pretty optimistic about the Cybertruck. They forecasted that Tesla will sell 1,000 Cybertrucks in 2021, 20,000 in 2022, 50,000 in 2023. For some reason, they skipped 2024 and somewhere just short of 100,000 in 2025. I would say this is probably pretty accurate and they might even hit 100,000 in 2023. I would imagine that it's all about the production capacity and battery cells and not about demand for them. They got to ramp up to this number. But if they can ramp up faster, I'm sure they will. 
Let's talk about Giga Texas. Speaking of Cybertruck, Tesla is planning on hiring over 10,000 people for Giga Texas. They're going to build at that location Model Ys, Model 3s, Cybertrucks, Tesla semis, and battery cells for the Giga Texas, according to Electrek. So that's pretty significant. Elon has mentioned a couple of times on Twitter and other places that there needs to be more affordable housing in Austin. And he's also, just in Texas in general, he's talked about Boca Chica, which is the Starbase. He wants to build a little Starbase town. So it sounds like Tesla and SpaceX want to build like little corporate towns, I guess. Uh, there's, there's a history there that's not a great one or a positive one. But with labor laws being what they are and housing laws being what they are, I doubt that we'll run afoul like we used to when we had company stores and all that stuff. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's, it was bad news for the, the worker. But overall, I think Elon's right. There needs to be more affordable housing in Austin, in Boca Chica. Right now, uh, Jessica Kirsch is looking to move there or at least stay there for a while. I don't know if she's going to move forever. And she's been very open on her YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jessica Kirsch about the cost that it, the cost of living there. It's very expensive when you compare it to like Phoenix, for instance. So it's just, it's just a really expensive place to, to live. All right. Giga Berlin has received pre-approval to expand Giga Berlin by 80 hectare acres. Not a whole lot. Not super sure how big that is. Uh, the expansion will be used for storage purposes. So I'm guessing when they bring materials in, if they have extra, they're going to store them there. Or maybe they're going to be storing vehicles. I don't know. Didn't really go into what the storage purposes were. While we're on the topic, let's talk about Giga Shanghai. The location for Giga Shanghai, the site footprint for Giga Shanghai is already very large. And what they've built to this point has allowed them to build the Model 3, which they've been building for some time, and then also more recently the Model Y. But Tesla isn't stopping there. They've begun groundwork on another 460,000 square meter, which in Freedom Units is about a 113-acre plot. You know what, real quick side jag, I... I really would like everybody in the world to use the same unit of measurement, whether we use, you know, the freedom units that Americans are so proud of or the metric system, which makes more sense. The older I get, the metric system makes more sense than what we do here in the United States. Whatever. It would just be so much easier if I didn't have to continuously convert square meters to acres. Like I would, I would save literally hours of year, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's, it's enough not having to convert, you know, kilometers and miles and, oh, they'd just be amazing. So can we work on that, please? That would be great. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, this 460,000 square meters is about half of what their current factory footprint is. So what's going to go there? What are they going to use the location for? Some people have said maybe they'll build that more affordable EV for the Chinese market there, and that's a possibility. Likely, what I think will probably go there first would be a battery factory because then they would have batteries on hand, like they just roll it across the factory to one factory to another, basically. 
that makes more sense to me. But it may maybe they're building another factory to build that more affordable car. That'd be cool too. Let's talk about the Tesla Semi, which we have not talked about in quite some time. Tesla just received an order for ten Tesla Semis and two Mega Chargers. Now that's you know at least that's at least one point eight million dollars, probably closer to the two and a half million dollar range which is pretty impressive. Right now, Tesla's planning on building or producing about five Tesla semis a week, which, again, that seems like a pretty impressive number to me. But if you're wondering right now, what's holding the Tesla semi back? Why don't we have production? Because this thing was announced quite some time ago. It's not the demand. Like, companies want this, this vehicle. According to Elon, it's the battery cell supply that's holding the bat- the project back. They just can't produce enough cells to, to put this vehicle out on the market. And you know what? I agree with Tesla's approach here. This is a pretty low-volume, high-value product. However, if you can only produce 10 a year because the cell production is so uh, low, that's not, re- not going to look good uh, on you as a business. So you need to have everything in line before you can start building these things. And if that means the product has been fully baked for a year, but they don't build it for another two years because they can't get the cells, then that's just me. That's, that's what it means. The vehicle's not going anywhere. They're going to continue to improve it. But you know, if there's no cells, there's no truck effectively. All right. We're almost done here, folks. Idra, a company that makes casting machines, like the one that Tesla uses to cast the rear end of the Model Y, they announced that a leading global manufacturer for new energy vehicles has purchased the first 8,000-ton casting machine. Now, I wonder which global manufacturer for new energy could have possibly purchased this 8,000 ton casting machine this doesn't make sense for reference the model y casting machine is six thousand tons and you know despite my stupid sarcasm it's pretty obvious that tesla bought this and it'll likely be used for the cyber truck it sounds like by the end of 2021 they'll have eight of these bad boys which i can't imagine how much that costs but it's (laughs) it's significant i'm sure One of the things that I thought was funny in the video, right, is uh, during the announcement, which was only about two minutes long, maybe a little longer than that, on the title screen, they called it a Gigapress. Now, I'm sure that that is the the name of their product line, right? Because the the Model Y thing is called the Gigapress. However, it's awful in line with Tesla's Giga strategy, (laughs) naming strategy. But who knows? Maybe it was Faraday Future that bought it. I don't know. Finally, coming to an end here, folks. I'm sure many of you have heard this news, but we're going to rock it out right here. Tesla Q1 2021 delivery and production numbers. Tesla knocked it out of the park, Q1 2021, honestly. They produced no Model S and Xs, but we know why. They were retooling and getting ready for the new Model S and X. Of the Model Ys and Model 3s, 180,338 produced. Pretty decent. Deliveries for the Model S and X, 2020. They probably should have delivered one more to make it 2021. 2020 is a bad, unlucky number. 
but Model 3 and Model Y deliveries, 182,780. That's a total of 184,000 vehicles delivered. So congratulations to the team at Tesla. They did a great job. It's pretty amazing. All right, folks, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry I missed Friday, but we're getting this thing out on Monday on this Friday, April 9th. Reminder that I'm going to be on the DTNS roundtable for electric vehicles. I believe that that is streamed on YouTube at 2.30 Pacific time. Also, if uh, you can't make it, I believe they're going to release it on Saturday, April 10th. We're slotted for about an hour-long podcast. I'm really looking forward to this. I have been a fan of Roger Chang, Sarah Lane, and Tom Merritt for a really long time. And they have you know more people on the podcast that I could go through. But those are the three regulars that you hear every week on the DTNS podcast. And I've been following them before, like back in tech TV days. So it's kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say it's a dream, but I am tickled pink to join them and talk to them about EV news and just kind of sit down at the table with some uh, great folks. So the folks on that panel will be, of course, myself, Howard Yermish, Rod Simmons of the SMR podcast, I'm not familiar with Howard, so I'm not dissing him. I'm just not familiar with him. And Allison Sheridan of the Nozilla podcast. And, of course, Tom Merritt himself. So, I, I don't know. Again, I'm super excited about it. Please go listen to it. Good Lord, I feel like I'm rambling. Sorry about that, folks. My whole point in telling you that is to remind you that next week will be a pre-recorded show with Brad and Sierra. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I Obviously, many of you know that Sierra's my kid. Brad's her boyfriend. I love them both. They're great human beings, and I enjoy just hanging out and chatting with them. And they've they've just kind of been away from Phoenix for a couple months, which is awesome. You're When you're young, you go and do those fun things before you get tied down with the family and stuff like that. However, uh, I miss them. So it was an opportunity for me to sit down with them and just kind of get some some just some good old fashioned one on one time with them. So. Uh, I feel like I'm getting misty-eyed and still rambling. <laughs> if you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter at 918digital. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Thank you for indulging me, and I will talk to you next Friday. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.